Today is the 13th day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It's wonderful, wonderful to be here with you today. Wonderful to be around the global campfire today together. As we continue to move in and through this brand new week, as we continue to move in and through all the territory that is in the scriptures, when we reach the New Testament today, we will begin the Gospel of Luke. And uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. But we are still working our way through the book of Numbers in the Old Testament. And so we return to the children of Israel in the wilderness. They had been on the threshold of moving into the promised land, but as we know, that didn't work out. And so they are in the wilderness. And we have been hearing different statutes and laws reaffirmed and being given. There is a new generation arising in ancient Israel in the wilderness. So let's pick up the story. Numbers chapters 19 and 20 today. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is a statute of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish and on which no yoke has been laid. You shall give it to the priest Eleazar, and it shall be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. The priest Eleazar shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. Then the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its skin, its flesh, and its blood with its entrails shall be burned. The priest shall take cedar wood, hyssop, and crimson material and throw them into the fire in which the heifer is burning. And the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp, but the priest shall remain unclean until evening. The one who burns the heifer shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his body in water. He shall remain unclean until evening. And someone who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place, and they shall be kept for the congregation of the Israelites for the water for cleansing. It is a purification offering. The one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. This shall be a perpetual statute for the Israelites and for the alien residing among them. Those who touch the dead body of any human being shall be unclean seven days. They shall purify themselves with the water on the third day and on the seventh day, and so be clean. But if they do not purify themselves on the third day and on the seventh day, they will not become clean. All who touch a corpse, the body of a human being who has died, and do not purify themselves, defile the tabernacle of the Lord. Such persons shall be cut off from Israel. Since water for cleansing was not dashed on them, they remain unclean. 
their uncleanness is still on them. This is the law when someone dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel with no cover fastened on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches one who has been killed by a sword or who has died naturally, or a human bone, or a grave, shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean they shall take some ashes of the burnt purification offering, and running water shall be added in a vessel. Then a clean person shall take hyssop, dip it in the water, and sprinkle it on the tent, on the furnishings, on the persons who were there, and on whoever touched the bone, the slain, the corpse, or the grave. The clean person shall sprinkle the unclean ones on the third day and on the seventh day, thus purifying them on the seventh day. Then they shall wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water, and at evening they shall be clean. Any who are unclean but do not purify themselves those persons shall be cut off from the assembly, for they have defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. Since the water for cleansing has not been dashed on them, they are unclean. It shall be a perpetual statute for them. The one who sprinkles the water for cleansing shall wash his clothes, and whoever touches the water for cleansing shall be unclean until evening. Whatever the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and anyone who touches it shall be unclean until evening. The Israelites, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and against Aaron. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had died when our kindred died before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness for us and our livestock to die here? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to bring us to this wretched place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates. And there is no water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went away from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting. They fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and your brother Aaron, and command the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Thus you shall bring water out of the rock for them. Thus you shall provide drink for the congregation and their livestock. So Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he had commanded him. Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Listen, you rebels! Shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff, Water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not 
trust in me to show my holiness before the eyes of the Israelites. Therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the Israelites quarreled with the Lord and through which he showed himself to be holy. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, You know all the adversity that has befallen us, how our ancestors went down to Egypt and we lived in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians oppressed us and our ancestors. And when we cried to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. And here we are in Kadesh, a town on the edge of your territory. Now let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard or drink water from any well. We will go along the king's highway, not turning aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom said to him, You shall not pass through or we will come out with the sword against you. The Israelites said to him, We will stay on the highway, and if we drink of your water, we and our livestock, then we will pay for it. It is only a small matter. Just let us pass through on foot. But he said, You shall not pass through. And Edom came out against them with a large force, heavily armed. Thus, Edom refused to give Israel passage through their territory. So Israel turned away from them. They set out from Kadesh, and the Israelites, the whole congregation, came to Mount Hor. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor, on the border of the land of Edom, let Aaron be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land that I have given to the Israelites, because you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and his son Eleazar and bring them up Mount Hor. Strip Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar. But Aaron shall be gathered to his people and shall die there. Moses did as the Lord had commanded. They went up Mount Hor in the sight of the whole congregation. Moses stripped Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar, and Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. When all the congregation saw that Aaron had died, all the house of Israel mourned for Aaron thirty days. Okay, so this brings us to a new threshold. We are opening the door and walking into the Gospel of Luke, the third of the Gospels, a very well-written Gospel, and an intriguing story. Luke is part of what we know as the Synoptic Gospels. And we talked about this before because we read Matthew and Mark. And, and so Luke is, well, those are the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
And they're called that because they're very similar in their composition. They're they're very similar in the way that they're laid out and the stories that, that they tell about Jesus. So familiar that most scholars believe that that one gospel couldn't really exist without the other, that they were written at different times, two different people for different purposes, but they provided source material for each other. Most scholars believing that the gospel of Mark, the one that we just finished yesterday, is the earliest gospel narrative of the life and ministry of Jesus. Not everybody agrees on that, but not everybody agrees on anything. So regarding Luke, the scholarly opinion is that Luke didn't write only the gospel of Luke. Luke is the first of a two-volume set. The volume two is the book of Acts. So if you're listening to scholars, you often hear them referred to as Luke-Acts. And it's thought that Luke borrows, just as Matthew does, from the Gospel of Mark. We find a lot of the same stories. And there is vigorous discussion uh, among scholars that maybe there was a document even before any of the Synoptic Gospels that all of them are borrowing from. That's just speculation, though. Like, there isn't such a document that has ever been discovered, which certainly doesn't mean it didn't exist. We just don't have it. And so scholars call this this supposed document Q and believe that it did exist and that it wasn't in narrative form. It wasn't like a gospel. It wasn't like a story that we read. It was a chronicling of all of the sayings of Jesus that anyone could ever remember. Again, we don't have such a document. It's just scholars looking at the similarities and going, how, how did this, how, what, was, what was the backdrop for all of this coming to be written down? A document that's extra biblical, so it's not in the canon of scriptures. We're not going to be reading it uh, this year. It's not part of the, the Bible as we know it. Does have some similarities to this idea of idea of Q, and that would be a document called the Gospel of Thomas, which does have a lot of sayings or purported sayings of Jesus in them. Some of the sayings very much identical and very similar to things that we find in the Gospels. Other things not really compatible with what we're reading in the Gospels. And those sayings probably come more from a Gnostic perspective and origin. And so this isn't this lost Q document, this supposed lost Q document. But all of this, all of this speculation, all of this research and study and digging and unearthing is part of the process for trying to date when a text was written. Where, perhaps, a text was written. Why a text was written. To whom a text was written. And so all the stuff that I'm saying about Gospel of Thomas or Q or whatever, this is just part of scholarship. Because if we know when a text was written, 
then we have at least a glimpse of the history, like what was going on in the world at the time. If we know to whom a text was written, then we can be more specific about what was going on with those people. When we understand some of these things, then we know how to approach a text to interpret correctly what God is saying through his word. What we can say is that Luke is written to a Gentile audience, whereas the first gospel that we read, like the gospel of Matthew, is very clearly written to a Jewish audience. So whereas Matthew reveals to Hebrew people that Jesus is is the foretold Messiah, the foretold anointed one, a Gentile doesn't necessarily care about that in the first century. Luke reveals the gospel of Jesus is inclusive, is open to everyone in the world, is not only a Hebrew-centric religion, the entire world is welcomed into the family of God. And so we begin with the beautiful Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 1 through 25 today. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed on to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, I, too, decided as one having a grasp of everything from the start to write a well-ordered account for you, most excellent Theophilus so that you may have a firm grasp of the words in which you have been instructed. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Once, when he was serving as priest before God during his section's turn of duty, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you will name him John. He will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. 
With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know that this will happen? For I am an old man and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day these things occur. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering at his delay in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He kept motioning to them and remained unable to speak. When his time of service was ended, he returned to his home. After those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me in this time, when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. Psalm 56 Trust in God under persecution To the leader, according to the dove on far-off terebinths, of David, a mictum, when the Philistines seized him in Gath. Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me. O Most High, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps as they hoped to take my life. Do not deliver them for any reason. In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? And my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. 
Proverbs 11, 8. The righteous are delivered from trouble, and the wicked come into it instead. Father, we thank you for another day, another step forward. We thank you for bringing us to be able to step into the Gospel of Luke and start over again and walk alongside you, Jesus, as you ministered and modeled what humanity can and is supposed to look like. So we are grateful for the journey ahead and we are grateful for the journey that has brought us to this point. And we ask, as we so often do, that you would continue to lead us into all truth. We have come here to seek the counsel of the scriptures in our lives so that we might be transformed, so that we might live our lives as they were intended, so that we would grow in our knowledge and intimacy with you. And we can't do that if we're not walking on the narrow path that leads to life and walking in the truth. And you have promised in the scriptures to lead us into the truth. And so lead us, we pray, as we move onward in the journey forward. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is home base. And that is where you can find out what's happening around here. The Daily Audio Bible app puts that in the palm of your hand. So download the app from the, from the uh, app store that works with your device. Just look for Daily Audio Bible and you can download it from there. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources that are available in the shop that are there for the journey that we are on, whether they are things to wear, things to read, things to watch, things to listen to, things to have, things to enjoy, things to journal with. Like, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff there that really, um, over the years, have been developed for the journey through the Bible in a year, in community, like we are. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly for your partnership. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. So thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee. 37174 and as always if you have a prayer request or encouragement you can hit the hotline button in the app or you can dial 877-942-4253 and that's it for today I'm Brian I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow Hello, beautiful Daily Audio Bible family. This is Asia from the City of Angels. And I have to send a prayer up right now to our Father in Heaven who hears all of our prayers.
for Winnie who called in on the 8th today of March and just again gave an update regarding uh, what's going on with her family. Her, I believe it's her nephew's um, wife passed and now the family is left with three children, one baby and two girls. And this nephew has just pretty much abandoned his family. Whether he's bereaved, whatever he's going through, he is not present in their lives. And this duty of raising these children is and taking care of them is falling on really elderly family members, including her mother and father in their 80s, and herself as well, who works, she works full time. So. We just pray, Father God, that you open the eyes and the ears and the heart of this young man during this time as this, such a suffering time as this, that he may truly step into his role as a father and raise his kids biblically to know the Lord, as it says in your word, Father. And we pray, Father God, that you gird him up with the full armor of God and that in this time you bless him, you bless his children with stability, with love, with healing, and that they can see their father's change as a true testament of the faith that will become part of their testimony one day and that you together heal this family and we say all of this in the name of our glorious healer, our mighty counselor, our good shepherd, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His name, amen. Thank you. Hi, DAB family. This is Annie who called a couple months ago in regard of my brother, Wowo or Wotshil. And I promised that I would call back to say what has got, what God has done for me and for the family and Wowo, of course. And I'm... Very thankful for all of you who prayed for my brother and everyone who thought, brought the time to go pray for him. And he is doing much better as now it's exactly a month when he came back. And I just thank you everyone so much who prayed for him. And I hope that the Lord will bless you in return. Good hey, DAB, good morning. It's Val. Sorry, it's super early, everyone. My voice is a little crazy, but hey, I got to call this one in. This one is for my little brother, my half-brother. He's in Washington, and he's in prison, and I don't think he'll mind me sharing that. I'm going to call him one blessed man. Lord God Jesus, thank you for my reconnection with my brother, Lord. I'm so grateful, Lord. God, Lord Jesus, God and protect him, Father. Lord, I want to say thank you for how you're repairing this relationship, Lord. It feels like an Esau and Jacob moment, God. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father, for where he's at spiritually, Lord. He might not be where I want him to be physically, Lord, but we know that, God, all things are possible with you, Lord. And Heavenly Father, I'm putting a blessing on his life right now, Lord. I decree and declare that once he is released, he shall never see the inside of a prison again, Lord. Lord, I decree and declare every promise that your word has for my brother, one blessed man. God, Lord Jesus, this is your son, Father. And you love him, God. 
and you have a purpose and a calling on his life. And Lord, I'm putting it into the atmosphere and I need all the saints to lift him up, please, for me. One blessed man in Washington. I love you, brother. I love you. He's listening to the DAB family. <laughs> hey, this is Mindy. I'm calling from Ohio. And I was calling to encourage Sheila that had called um, on March 7th and to encourage her cousin, too, that um, had just recently witnessed to their family, um, their Hindu family, uh, to a big group of them, to 15 of them. Um, and uh, just praying alongside you for God to water the seeds that you have planted. And I just wanted to encourage you because um, last year my son was in third grade and we were studying seeds and I was just so amazed at God's design of seeds. And um, all seeds have these parts. All seeds have a seed coat. The seed coat protects the seed until it's ready to grow. Um, all seeds have stored food um, the stored food uh, helps the baby plant to grow and uh, the food builds, um, the food is built into the seed uh, and it can use it when it's underground before it breaks through the surface of the soil. And then all seeds have a baby plant built into that little seed and it has a root which will grow down and leaves that will grow up. Um, and those are the first leaves the plant will use when um, it breaks through the soil to bring in energy from the sun to make food for itself. And so um, I've just been uh, so encouraged knowing that when we plant seeds that God has already designed that seed to have so much in it um, to provide for that seed to grow. So um, be encouraged by that. We'll be praying alongside you for your family to, to, like you said, to humble themselves and come to the Lord. So have a great day. Bye. Hi, beautiful Dow family. This is your sister, Prisoner of Hope. I am lifting up, not shaken, your daughter, Minnie Mouse, uh, and you feel like your prayers are not being answered. You're, uh, she's fighting for custody and is having a lot of anxiousness. And you just sound absolutely desperate. And I just want to remind you that sometimes... Um, it seems like our prayers go unanswered and that the Lord is just drawing out of our faith a deeper reliance and trust in Him. And that should bring out a, a deeper sense of gratitude and love and humility towards Him. I hope that is what it's doing for you. But I, you said that um, you just need God's power. And I just want to assure you, you already have God's power. Um, he may be doing something different that you don't agree with or just trust Him. I just am begging you to trust Him in all this. And Lord, I pray that you would Give them that, give them a sense of knowing that you are moving, that your power is involved here, that you are fighting for these children and that you are fighting for uh, Minnie Mouse and that you want peace and goodness and blessings over their life. I am lifting up Tyler from Kentucky. Uh, you said you were in jail for the last 17 months falsely, but uh, you also had a chance to listen to Dab and you grew closer to God. So I thank you, Lord, for that. He also. Um, wants his marriage to be restored, Lord. He's been separated for four years and she's seeing someone else. But we want you to save this marriage, please. Please bring restoration and may this all be to your glory. I'm praying for she Sheila. You're looking for a job. Lord, I pray that you would provide that for her. She wants to bless others. Her and her cousin had an opportunity to witness to about 15 family members from the Hindu faith, Lord, and they just brought, it brought about persecutions from that. So I pray that you would move them, soften their hardened hearts and draw them to Jesus. And then David from Kansas, I'm just praying for your fearful, frequent panic attacks 
and the brain injury that's left you anxious and weak, Lord, please bring healing to him. Please continue to encourage him with your word and your love and your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.